You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I was all ready to talk like video games that we're playing, but uh, I guess wrong podcast, right? We're not even <laughs> talking about that. Ugh. I could ask. Anybody even playing anything interesting? Yeah. I'm yeah. playing Red Dead Online. Oh, yeah. You said that the other day. Yeah. I'm trying to get back in. playing into... a bunch of that. Did you ever mm-hmm. complete that game? I mean, has anybody ever completed that game? Not Red Dead 2. <laughs> yeah. I- I've never completed Red Dead 2. Oh, this but, is um, part one. No, I've. I've played through part one. <laughs> what I'm playing right now is the online portion of Red Dead 2. Re- okay, so it is Red Dead 2 online. Yeah, okay. it's the online. Well, to be yeah. fair, they had online for Red Dead 1 as well, right? They, sh- they sure did. There yeah. you go. So you can see my oh. confusion. <laughs> there you go. It's going to be a very confusing night, I think, <laughs> yes. on the whole. Is it as bad as uh, GTA 5 online? No. No. Yeah. You know what? You still get those dicks that will like, just ride up on you. And get... So Perfect example. Today I'm riding around. There's certain daily quests you have to do, so that way you can keep this like multiplier uh, for money and gold that you get for completing missions. Uh, and so I, I'm riding to a town to do one of these daily tasks. And as I'm riding through town, I hear a roar in the woods, and then I see like another player just speeding by and a bear hot in his heel. <laughs> so I pull out my gun and take the bear out and save this person. And I, I, you know, kind of walk over and there isn't a whole lot of like verbal communication with people. You use emotes. Mm. So I kind of did a little wave to him and he did a little wave back. And I just kind of figured like, all right, we're good. And so I go to turn my horse and ride off and he pulls his gun and kills me. Oh, <laughs> he took it <laughs> as like, a, uh, a sign like, of disrespect. I just, I saved you. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but that's just the people that play that game, man. Mm-hmm. But the thing that makes it better than GTA is that GTA is so densely populated that like you can't get a block without getting killed by somebody. Yeah. At least with this game, like you've got a lot of land to explore and a lot of open space that you don't get killed like the moment you log in. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's what I'm focused on. That's that and complaint. I'm just grinding out job levels on Final Fantasy V. You're still doing that. Still doing it. <laughs> what are you guys playing? Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, started over the weekend with a game that we picked up uh, kind of impulse by because uh, we'd been playing that. Super Mario 3D World, as everybody has, right, who uh, picked up when it was re-released a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the favorite parts of that game for Jen and I is the little Captain Toad levels that you come across, where they're like little puzzles, you're playing as Toad, you can't jump. Uh, And I guess a lot of people liked it so much to to the point where they made a whole game, a little Captain Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker, tracker, right? So we picked that up on an impulse buy, and uh, the, the poor... Poor Jenna, she wakes up on weekends earlier than I do, uh, and Saturday, I don't know about you guys, Saturday mornings is like kind of video game and bedtime. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, all weekend is video game and bedtime, sometimes, <laughs> that, that but specifically be, Saturday nice. morning. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Joe has kids, so he has no idea when, of this when concept. When you've got a two-year-old and a five-year-old, <laughs> not a lot of that happening. Different. Uh, so she wanted to play uh, Spider-Man on the PS4, and, and for a while there, I thought my PS4 was broken, because I woke up. Uh, to the sounds of Captain Toad, and she tells me, uh, well, I wanted to play Spider-Man, but uh, I couldn't get the PS4 <laughs> to load, and so I thought mm. I had a, yeah, I thought oh, I had no. a dead system. No, no, it turns out it was mm. okay, I just had to do a hard reset. But in the meantime, Man. she didn't want to wake me, so uh, she put on Captain Toad, and two hours later, there she was still playing, and then we proceeded to play that game like the entire weekend. Uh, That's awesome. I, she's actually literally playing it right now as we're recording. I'm uh, so envious. We love I it want so much. Life. 
I wish I had that life. <laughs> well, it was a slow weekend. We'd, we'd been having some busy days and weeks. Uh, so this was, it's not usually like this. Sarah does not enjoy playing video games, and I can't get her to like, you know, like I keep trying. We got, uh, well, you know what? I'm kind of lying. We got a couple of video games that she was totally digging on, uh, like the um, Family Feud and Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Like she was digging on that stuff, and she's really excited about trying to play that with you guys. But other than that, like I cannot get her to do like a two player Mario game to save my life. Yeah, the co-op stresses Shauna out. Like it yeah. just, it, she just, uh, she's like, I'm, I'm not good at this. I'm like, it's okay. It's just a dumb Mario game. It doesn't, you know. It's, <laughs> we can just have, we can have fun. If we, if you die, you die. You yeah. Know, to, to quote Ivan Drago. To miss quote I, I was, Ivan Drago. I was about to say a very rocky forum. <laughs> there's a, uh, there's a series on YouTube. A guy, a guy by the name of, I think it's Rasputin, <laughs> and he does a uh, thing where it's, it's gaming, what gaming is like for a non-gamer. Mm. And it's his wife uh, yes. starting her journey through playing video games and stuff. And and one of the first ones he started on was like Breath of the Wild. So oh my like, god. <laughs> How do you yeah. start someone on that? You right, should. exactly. Exactly. But it's interesting to see from like how how they approach, you know, playing the game where it's like you instead of just holding the the stick to move the pan or pan the camera around, it's like little bits here and it's like no, you just, just hold it down. It's like yeah, just hold it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got to admit, oh. even for me, that dual analog, uh, like that is a learned skill. Like you can't pick that up mm-hmm. overnight uh, unless you've kind of been raised uh, with a joystick in your hand. <laughs> uh, it, uh, <laughs> it does not come first nature. A little practice. Yeah, no, that's no. true. What, so what? What else? What are you playing, Jay? Uh, sure. I haven't played anything this week, actually. So it's pretty much same as last week. Uh, Great. Valheim. <laughs> yeah. Luke finally got his PS5. Yeah. Oh, oh nice. nice. So now you own both the next gen consoles, I huh? I do, and I've uh, the Xbox has been has has not been taken advantage of too much because I I'm a guy who I devote a lot of time just to one game. Yeah. yeah. And I call the PS the PS5 my Spider Man machine because that's just <laughs> literally. Like I've played through, I played through the entire campaign of the PS4 or the remaster. Um, yes. Wow. And then I am playing the DLC and then jumping to miles right after that. So that's mm-hmm. been, that's been like the last like three weeks of gaming for me is just basically that. And then occasionally like nice. I'll play a fall guys just to, just to kind of cool, cool down just to clear the palette. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, man, that's good. That's a great idea because when I came back to miles, I ended up having to go back and play the original Spider-Man again because, like, so much time had passed. I was like, "Okay, wait, what do I do now? How do these controls <laughs> work?" Yeah, that's it's, a complicated. One. It's it's just so fun. Like, it's mm-hmm. just it's you know because I was a big PS2 Spider-Man guy. And I was like, "Look at these graphics!" And then to like now have like photorealistic cities that you can swing around and just have oh, fun yeah. in. It's just the best. Like, it's uh-huh. just they're they're just that's that's what it is. I've played a little bit of uh, Last of Us, the remaster, because I'm starting to get into that because mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's very depressing. And everyone's like, "I'm gonna go back to Spider-Man." You gotta go back to Spider-Man. <laughs> now, wait, now, wait a minute, Luke. Are you playing Last of Us One or Last of Us Two? Last of Us One. Okay, they, uh, it's free if you have their like online PS mm-hmm. yeah. membership yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I'm playing. I'm playing through the first story first, and then I almost because the sale is on right now, and so the two was thirty bucks. But I'm like, you know what? I'll, th- there'll be another sale before I finish Spider-Man and Last of Us One. So, mm-hmm. but as yeah. a as a da- as a dad with a daughter that prologue hit me fucking hard oh yeah mm-hmm. well uh like, yeah <laughs> wait until you yeah. get to the last of us two i'm dying for somebody yeah. else to have played that with me so i can 
discuss it. Uh, <laughs> coming on a year, and uh, it's it still scarred me. I just yeah. put myself in the bathtub and <laughs> start the water, and just let me just slit the veins while I start Last of Us Two. Yeah, it's the Justice League of video games. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you when you sell it like that, I don't think I want to play it. All right. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies. No matter the case, we uh, will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other uh, and with you, our lovely editing bay listeners now we stopped doing this for a while yes uh but because we are honorable men <laughs> we kept to a bargain and the, what the bargain was is when uh when hbo max kicked off luke wrote me he's like hey man i'm gonna share my login with you but the deal is when snyder cut comes out we got to do an editing bay about it and i was like <laughs> Sounds good, man. Not knowing uh, that mere months later not, we would not, have our last episode end, of the editing bay. We're end the show. In fact, one of the things <laughs> I told Joe was like, well, we still have to do one for the Snyder Cut for Luke because, you know, uh, I, made a, a, I made a deal. <laughs> my mouth signed a check that my ass couldn't get. <laughs> uh, so, no, but, but not just because of Luke. We ended up having people that wrote to the, uh, the editing bay uh, Facebook page, I think to the Twitter page, too. Yes. Asking us, hey, are you guys going to do the Snyder Cut? Are you going to talk about the Snyder Cut? And it kind of seemed like... It was just all my burner accounts was all that was. (laughs) (laughs) But it seemed like it's something that we should do. I mean, Editing Bay isn't so far gone that we couldn't, you know, kind of, you know, turn the lights back on for one more episode and talk about this thing. And if we were going to go out ultimately on a movie... I think this is the one to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you call this uh, the editing bay's epilogue? Then this would be this would be the epilogue, yeah. and hopefully it'll be shorter than the epilogue in the uh, <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> so, I think before we talk about this, there are some questions we need to ask. Mm. First, where is? And I'm totally ripping off Marvel right now. Where is Zack Snyder's Justice League? Well, that would be HBO Max. Who is Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League? It's a 2021 recut of the 2017 film that faced a very troubled production cycle, yeah. uh, which seemed to come to a head when Zack Snyder's daughter Autumn passed away mm. and he had to step down during the post-production phase. Uh, Joss Whedon was brought in to finish the project, which led to reshoots uh, and recuts and new material. And since then, when the movie was released, fans clamored for Zack Snyder to finally get his chance uh, to present his ultimate vision of the film. Uh, which finally came to fruition Mm -hmm. four years later. And finally, why is Zack Snyder's Justice League? (laughs) That's the real question. That's what we're here to find out. And it's Um, funny, you you say that that it was in post-production when he bowed out and that Joss mm -hmm. Whedon just came in to do reshoots. That makes it sound like, you know, this movie was changed 5 or 10%. Now, I haven't seen Joss Whedon's Justice League. And that's... That's one of the things that I was going to say. Like, that's probably kind of like to, to paraphrase Kurt <laughs> yeah. Russell in Death Proof. To really get the benefit of Zack Snyder's Justice League, you really had to see the original theatrical yeah. cut. I think so. And too. there's no way I was going to ask you guys to dedicate like seven hours of your life. Well, to I this one thing. I avoided it <laughs> then, for a reason, and I, I always like to like whenever it comes to movies. Whenever I hear about a director's cut that that's coming out, if it's a movie that I was lukewarm to begin with. Uh, I, I will sometimes give it a ha <laughs> Luke Hawkins warm. <laughs> I will sometimes um, uh, give it another chance uh, if if I hear there's a director's cut because okay, well maybe maybe the original got bad reviews, but it could be because the studios wrestled it away from the original vision of the director, and now he's been able to get in there and, and uh, regain reins uh, and course correct, and so maybe mm-hmm. there's some some quality in there. So I, I'm always a fan when I hear director's cut. Um, yeah, although. 
Zack Snyder doesn't really have a, a, a great track record, so putting his name as the director, um, kind of a double-edged sword, right? Well, it's it's a it's a little rough. I, I like Zack Snyder. Okay, I think he's a good visual storyteller. He's a great cinematographer. Like he yes. should he should be other directors' cinematographers. Exactly. I I do think that he has a hard time editing himself <laughs> when your oh, yeah. when your movie takes up a sixth of the day. <laughs> like oh, man. that's a problem. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, yeah, I feel like I've been yeah. watching it all day. Yeah, and that's and that's a look. Ultimately, that's a problem. Uh, you know, a, a movie, especially about superheroes that people know, like that's one of the advantages that DC has always had over Marvel is that their characters, I would, I would argue that their characters are way more well-known than the Marvel universe characters. Mm-hmm. Your, the hard work is already done for you. So how are you screwing it up? <laughs> and one of the things that they did wrong as they set up towards this justice league movie, and I don't think I'm surprising anyone with this is that. They didn't do what Marvel did and set up the individual characters right. yeah. before going into the big team movie. Right. Um, and instead, Zack Snyder's ultimate vision of this movie was to put all of that information mm-hmm. into this story that was already a story about, you know, this big bad trying to collect these items that would then end the world. But, the, but- uh, there, there's so many conflicts, like sub conflicts, that are littered throughout that's just like, Bro, this should be <laughs> this should not be someone's ultimate vision. This shouldn't have been one film. His yes. ultimate vision of Justice League should have been a mini, a limited mini series. Absolutely, yeah. it's even broken into little hour long chunks. That's contractual issues, is because they pitched this as being a six part series. Did they? But because, oh, wow. but because of the fact that then all of a sudden the actors were like, well, if it's a different thing. Uh, you got to renegotiate. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you got to pay me for this different thing that we're, you're putting out That's to make point. money off of it. If it's a wow. director's cut, it falls within kind of the nebulous, um, you know, it's still the same movie. So mm. that's why eventually mm. Warner Brothers was just like, well, we're just, we'll release it as the four hour movie. And then, then also the next week, release it as a black and white version as well. <laughs> I didn't Which, know they did that. I had yeah, no I'm, idea that they I'm, released that. I'm, I'm watching it right now. And, and wow. it's, that it's is, very pretty. That is the but version that I watched today. Uh, be, I, 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 now, I was mistaken in thinking that it was only available in black and white. Like that was the Snyder cut, the way it wanted, because apparently like th- there had been a Blair Witch Project sort of way, like there was a VHS copy, not really, uh, but like a low-res <laughs> copy of this fa- this fabled Snyder Cut floating around, and it-, it was like in black and white and four by three, and that's why we're now seeing it presented in that way. Uh, okay, I don't know if yeah. that's all, uh, if that's an old wives' tale, um, but I wanted to see it the way that he wanted to, and yeah, uh, Luke, I-, I enjoyed it in black and white. I didn't think yeah, it was really they, missing anything. I enjoyed it visually, call, I should say. There, there are very it. few movies that I want to see in monochromatic, and this was one of those movies where I'm like, I kind of feel like the color. Uh, the color is important as far as like the different things going on with the superheroes, the effects Probably. with the flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it. I, there's so many flashbacks and flashes to the side in this movie mm-hmm. that I feel like the lack of color visually is making that even harder to like yeah. d- ascertain so i did uh, so i watched it on the saturday it first came out and it is four by three because it's it's designed in a way to look like it's on an imax screen and the imax screen is taller than it is wide except that it's fucking not he just he wanted to watch it on his uh, zoom i know i (laughs) i don't i don't really get it either it's an odd choice but i I mean it is it is the wrong choice it is an odd it isn't incorrect 
It is in color. His his first version that they released is the in co- the color version, and then the Justice's gray version came out a week later, which is just it's a very odd. And it also then confuses, you know, as like I said, Joel, that's the one you watched this today. So yeah. I, it's it is very strange on that front, aspect ratio and color choices. To be fair, I did have to search it out though, because if you just go to like the 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 splash page Justice League, like when you go to HBO Max, if you try to watch it, it takes you right to that color. I had to specifically yeah. search for Justice is Gray, which is <laughs> what they're calling it, which is ridiculous, yeah. um, in order to watch it that way. So uh, yeah, make it do a little homework. So I'm all about, like Joel said, I'm all about like a director getting his chance to like put out his ultimate vision of a movie. Uh, you know, back in back in the early 90s, there was Highlander 2. And it was a mess, and they ended up, yeah, they ended up letting Russell Mulcahy make his Renegade edition, which was the director's cut, which Mm -hmm. makes a little more sense. Uh, In the theatrical version of that movie, they introduced the Immortals as aliens from another planet, and then when you watch the Renegade version, they did away with that again and tried to kind of make the story make a little more sense Mm -hmm. in the context of the first movie. When making the Renegade version, I don't think it cost them more than just like a couple thousand dollars to just go into an editing studio and like, you know, kind of recut the movie a little Mm -hmm. bit. This recut cost what, like four hundred million dollars? Was <laughs> it's that ridiculous? So it's it, the the recut cost that they've said is seventy million. Seventy that, million. That does not account for the original theatrical budget, and it does not account for the fact that I think they paid like ninety million to have Whedon reshoot and add mm, comedy and add, add a ton of stuff. So it <laughs> it may, it's it's getting up there with the most expensive movie of all time. Yeah, like, for sure. It, so I guess what my question is, because obviously they're not like they didn't put this out in the theater, right? It's just an HBO Max release. Mm-hmm. That's right. It is. And so so it's, how do you recoup that? It's it's well, the, first of all, the buzz has been incredible for it as mm-hmm. far as like, you know, for for getting people's HBO Max, you know, sub streamers don't really release the stats on a lot of things, right. even like, you know, starting with Netflix, people have said we're not going to release ratings, ratings. Um and so they haven't said that, but they're like, we have the most subscribers added in, mm-hmm. in all of all time. You know, they're, they're definitely pushing the fact that it really was a benefit. And, you know, Warner Brothers is now owned by AT&T. And so it's just a big corporate. How can we push people to the streaming platform? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know, well, that, that's interesting. I Because I, I understand like getting people to subscribe, but I'm like, is this a big enough thing to get people to subscribe? Uh, I'm sure you guys haven't watched it yet, but Godzilla vs. Kong was released today. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. And like, so you are more likely to get me to subscribe to this <laughs> if my buddy Luke didn't share it with me already. <laughs> but you're more likely to get me to subscribe with something like Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, yeah. Which is something that I can watch, you know, reasonably in one setting instead of like this four hour long Justice League movie, which would have been, it had been panned when it came out four years ago, <laughs> like I just feel like that's a really niche market, like a really niche uh, fan base to be like, we're marketing this movie and like, this is going to, we're going to recoup money that we're putting into this thing from the people subscribing to our service. Well, if you think so about that's, it, that's, that's interesting. Luke, that, what you pointed out, if you think about it, HBO max, what is it? It's like $12 a month. So they're really counting yeah. on you subscribing once forgetting that, that $12 is being sucked out of your checking account every month. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and really, it's like, they're, they're... It's, yeah, it's like a movie a month. Uh, and... That's every that's mm-hmm. that's everyone's subscription model these days. It's yeah, just exactly. hope you forget. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, and I have congratulations, <laughs> yeah. studios. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm there for uh, Mortal Kombat. I'm there for Suicide Squad later on this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, dude. and I believe even dude, the Suicide Squad looks the, so good. The fourth it Matrix so movie, uh, I think, is also going to be an exclusive uh, on HBO Max. Yeah, that Suicide Squad trailer. <laughs> 
That's crazy, man. <laughs> well, if that, if that beach was covered with dicks, I would eat them all. <laughs> <laughs> Out of context, uh, that means nothing to our listeners. But if you've seen the trailer for James Gunn's Suicide Squad, uh, oh my god, you'll be fine, dude. Luke, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I, I, it, it's also you know it's it's their strategy of putting it on HBO Max and also putting it on putting it back in theaters. You know, so I, I'd like to go see Godzilla vs Kong. You know, in theaters if I can. Yes. Just to yeah. be able to see the spectacle of it. Dude. Um, but I, I, I get it. It's, it's all just, it's all part of, you know, I think they've definitely pointed to the fact that they had this, there was a lot of online upswell. And the fact is that because of the pandemic, they could do this for the cost of a movie and try and get some buzz off of it. And I, they took a chance. I think they, in that they seem to have succeeded. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. never know. We'll, we'll never know for sure. I mean, you know, there's so much with corporate stuff that we'll never really know. I mean, hey, we're sitting here talking about it right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's yeah. almost 10 o'clock at night, and the four of us have decided we've watched this movie. We're going to talk about it. And our dozens um, of listeners will then hear it and uh, go off and listen, well, watch it themselves. That's, that's optimistic. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> Wait, hey, so, hey, before, before we move on, I don't think we ever got an answer. Who has seen Joss Whedon's 2017 Justice League? Oh, Joe has, Jay has, yeah, and Lucas. Yeah. So I'm the only one who hasn't been able to compare these two. Yeah, no, this will be fun. There's yeah. so there there. I was surprised because there were some things that I enjoyed about the theatrical cut that I just kind of automatically associated with Whedon. And I was like, oh, that must have been a Joss Whedon thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. only to find out like, oh, it wasn't. I mean, there was one bit that was definitely Joss Whedon. There's this part in the uh, that wasn't in this version. It's in the theatrical cut. They're getting ready to go take on Steppenwolf. And Aquaman has this moment where he just kind of like he opens up to the team where he's like, you know, I mean, I'm scared. It's scary. I mean, look <laughs> at you. And he starts talking. He's like, wait, you run fast. That's great. Uh, and I don't even know what you do. Like, you're a robot guy. That's cool. And uh, But I don't know. And he's talking about Batman. And then he looks at Wonder Woman. He's like, and I mean, you're hot. I mean, I'm, not, I'm just going to say it. Like, you're, you're super hot. And, uh, and so you find out hmm. through, like, while this is going on, he's sitting on Wonder Woman's magic lasso. Oh. And that's why he's, like, being very truthful. That's funny. And that. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty funny. That's that's pretty nice. You know, interesting, uh, knowing what we know now about Joss Whedon, uh, <laughs> that's, that says more maybe about his personality than uh, that of Aquaman. Are we allowed to still like Joss Whedon, we, by the way? No, well, wait. What do we know for sure about Joss Whedon? And I'm not, first of all, I'm not going to, like, victim blame or victim sure. shame right now. Yeah. What I'm curious about, though, is... All I've heard is that he's ma- he made things unpleasant. I haven't heard a whole lot of, and maybe these details have come out, but I haven't heard a whole lot of details about what exactly, other than Charisma Carpenter, like what what he did in that situation. Like I've just heard people talk about like how oh he was just he was a, he was uncomfortable to work with, and it's like okay, but where are the, what are the specifics and. What does he have to say about this? I, I don't know because, that there's anything. Sorry to interrupt. I don't know that there's anything oh, no. actionable from a, a legal standpoint, really. Uh, but w- what you hear is a consistent message from uh, uh, female actresses. That's redundant. Actresses that uh, he's worked with uh, on numerous different projects, all kind of sharing the same types of stories. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm never like, oh, believe, believe the accuser first. You know, everyone should have their day in court, right? Proverbially. Right. Uh, but uh, when, when you start hearing it from multiple sources. Um, sure. Yeah. I guess where, where I'm coming from is like, what is, what is inappropriate and what is just, you know, personality conflicts? Like this, this guy's a director. He's a writer. He knows how he wants things to be. And he, he's, le- he's reached a level of success where he doesn't have to give a shit. Not that that's right. I'm not no. saying that's right. I'm just saying like he's reached this level where he doesn't have to give a shit about somebody else's opinion. 
And that could rub people the wrong way. So again, I don't think the stuff I've heard about, like at least what's alluded to mm-hmm. when it comes to the kid that played cyborg, what's his name? Ray Fisher. Yeah. Ray Fisher. Uh, like that's, that's ridiculous. He finally gets his, his chance to shine now in this version of the movie. But I guess I can imagine, I'm not going to put it past Joss Whedon to be the worst version <laughs> of what people are describing. Yeah. I guess just, I haven't, it hasn't been verified. And so like, I feel sure. like on this podcast, just coming down and like, you know, t- taking an ultimate stance on it. I just, I guess I can't do that yet. And I'm not doing that either. Um, yeah. and, uh, but there is a little bit of Bill Cosby feeling about this where it's like, mm-hmm. um, it's disappointing. It's more, um, watching your heroes fall, you know? Cause it's like, yeah, you like yeah. to think that somebody who is as clever and funny and has as much heart as he does in his writing, uh, and 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 in the the media that he's produced over the decades, mm-hmm. would be self aware enough and uh, a, a good enough person. Like you like to think that the characters he writes are, are mirrors of himself, um, right? Or or just the fact that he, I mean, he's spearheaded this charity that's all about like empowering women and giving women yeah. a chance and a voice in entertainment. And it's like, wow. And, and and that's not to say that he couldn't possibly be capable of the stuff that people are saying. It's just. Man, like this is a person who's actually specifically done work in this field yeah. for for women, and wow, what a what a craptastic way for that to turn out. <laughs> now, this isn't the Joss Whedon podcast. Sorry, no, I didn't mean to derail, <laughs> but I just wanted to get that out there, and now we can compare yeah. and contrast. So, I think to, just to answer your question, though, Joel, I think we can be happily apathetic towards Joss Whedon right now. Apathetic. I feel like we we can't we can't we don't have to be one way or the other right now. Um, uh, and and. Either way that it falls down, I think it still it still stands that you you can still enjoy the art, the right. product that was done, and recognize if it's you know the, from a flawed individual. The, yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so, talking about this movie, there are a lot of things about this cut that I enjoy. Uh, the bank heist with Wonder Woman, her kind of intro mm-hmm. in this version of the movie is it's staged better. There's yes. more going on. I mean, yeah. the the plan she, in she itself, straight up murders murders everyone. She, she but, murders yeah. everyone. Well, but the, they I were mean, about to murder plan, children. So uh, the plan itself still doesn't make any sense. These guys went into a bank to blow it up, like they were just going to blow themselves up. Yeah, but they set a timer, and yeah. it's like, well, if you were planning on just blowing yourself up anyway, yeah why is there a timer just like bam hit the trigger and blow this thing up so there are things that don't make sense and 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 that's indicative though of action movies of this ilk that like we're not really going to think this stuff out too far in advance it's a superhero movie but yeah no wonder woman straight up murders a person and then like goes <laughs> has a moment with a little girl after yeah. where she's like are you okay yeah you come can on be whatever you want to be princess you can be whatever you want to be except that gelatinous blob against the wall now. <laughs> So there's that. There's uh, giving Cyborg way more of like backstory and mm-hmm. making him more integral to the plot. Uh, and he, then he benefits the most from this. Cut. He does. Like yeah. he's he, his his the stuff with his dad is incredibly well done, and mm-hmm. it's just yeah, it's it's the, he, the the movie is better because of it too. Yes, in my opinion, it, yeah. it is. No, you're you're absolutely right, and I would say to uh, not so much of a lesser degree. Uh, is uh, Ezra Miller's Flash, who yeah, really, yeah. like, to me, he was the best part of the original theatrical cut, and he just gets more of an opportunity to shine in this one. Uh, of the characters, of everybody, like, I enjoy Jason Momoa as Aquaman. 
Uh, but I think Ezra Miller just pops off of that screen and yeah. it compels me with everything. The only thing I just didn't get was like the, the intro. How he can he can reverse time by running fast yeah. enough. That's confusing. Well, that's, isn't, oh, yeah. isn't that that's crisis stuff? That's I, crisis yeah, stuff. yeah. That's, that's, that's they kind of did that with old Superman too. Like that was what I was just about to say. It yeah. felt like somebody dared Zack Snyder and was like. Hey, so what are you going to do? Make him fly around the earth in reverse time again? He's That's like, oh, a good idea. someone's thrown down the gauntlet. We're going to go ahead and do that. But I think you're right, Luke. I think that has something to do with crisis. It's just that this, like the crisis thing, and also the anti-life equation that they introduce in like the fourth act of this movie. No, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, like there's already, so the planet happened to be a planet that was ripe for whatever Darkseid wanted to do to it. Mm. And he was then fought off and, and, so you've already got that whole, like, he wants to get revenge on the one planet that fought him off. Then it just so happens that this planet also has the anti-life. Equi- is it, okay, I get it. Like, you, you, he already has enough motivation to destroy this planet. This anti-life equation is doing nothing except, like, g- giving fanboys a bit of a titter. Like, oh, I know what that anti-life equation is. Okay. But it's unnecessary. It's that, just bloating this. And, and you're bringing up something because uh, as, as somebody who didn't read these comics, I was more of a Marvel fan growing up. Uh, how much of this is derived from, you know, the original comics, like the storylines, uh, and how much is just pure kind of conjecture? Because Marvel did a pretty good job of... Picking and choosing, but still kind of yeah. staying true to the storylines. Yeah. They took uh, their the liberties. They took their liberties sure. with the characters. But, but the you don't want to do a one for one. You know, if you're you're no. you're trying to please the fans, you never want to give them the story they already know the ending to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to have a little twist on well, it. And in the same way that like the prolog, the 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 epilogues and whatever, I guess the anti life stuff was once again him setting up more for like his sequels with dark side mm, yeah. and that sort of thing. It's, it does, it somewhat helps kind of drive the motivation, but it's also, it's, it is somewhat unnecessary doing the fact that there will probably never be a sequel to this. Yeah. yeah. That was going to be my question. Like, is there, and now maybe due to the response, if it's overwhelming enough to this release, uh, maybe they'll revisit that, but it really seems like the train uh, has, has left the station as far as DC, comic movies go like we've moved on we already have another batman like how are you going to make another ben affleck batman when you've got uh cedric well, diggory Robert batman coming here's, up? Yeah. yeah here's actually what i think and it's it's going to be it's my thesis statement somewhat for this is the fact that i think multiverse dc dc has somewhat like you know ass backwards themselves into a interesting multiverse that allows them to tell hundreds of different types of stories with different actors and not have to be that marvel thing yeah. Uh, this was obviously, you know, this was them pushing to do a team movie so fast and be like Marvel in some ways mm-hmm. that, but I think they kind of worked themselves into if they were to give Snyder a sequel where he did his nightmare universe with like Affleck and a couple other, uh, you know, the couple of the cast that they showed in those reshoots with the Joker and stuff, Leto, he could man. do it. He, he could do it. You mm-hmm. know, he could, he could, he could probably, you know, actually do it and still have, you know, a Wonder Woman sequel and still have, you know, a Aquaman sequel that's, that's its own thing. I, it's, I mean, there's, there's still they're they're making the Flash movie with Ezra Miller right now. That's what I and thought. I think yeah. Affleck is supposed to be in it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also, when you when you take their TV shows into account, we've already got two or three different Superman. Ezra uh, Miller's shown mm-hmm. up in that too. What? Yeah, they did Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is a storyline. It's kind of like the, for lack of a better term, for people layman's terms, it's the Infinity Gauntlet saga mm. for DC. 
um, and they did it with all their TV shows where it was a big crossover event. Ah. And at one point, <clears throat> the kid who plays the Flash in the TV shows, Grant Guster, uh, Guster, has this this big thing where he's like running through to try to like jump dimensions or jump through time uh, timelines, and he ends up running into the Ezra Miller Flash. That's fun. Which is it was it was it's it's super fun. Now to answer your question, Joel, I do think that there's an opportunity um, for for Warner Brothers HBO to give like like Luke said, give Zack Snyder the opportunity to make this a sequel to to do more with this universe. I think that if you're making this one of the selling points of your streaming service, uh, I don't see any reason why you couldn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I think the question the question of why seems to get thrown out the window nowadays with making stuff it's like all you got to do is look at like wandavision and falcon and the winter soldier and so they're like oh well look at what disney's doing let's go ahead and bankroll this for dc you know if it's going to make people watch let's go ahead and 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 do this thing yeah the difference Uh, again with marvel films that we've talked about is uh you know the goodwill that has been built up like i watched wandavision and i'm watching uh uh i wanted to call him black falcon uh which which, (laughs) i love that they 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 reference it in the latest uh, episode yeah um, I, I'm, I'm watching those and I watched it because I knew you're going to get a certain level of quality. Um, yeah. didn't know that WandaVision was just going to fucking blow me away the way it did, uh, and become yeah. one of my favorite Marvel things ever. Uh, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, we, th- they had had enough hits where that Marvel name means something. Whereas DC, I'm still kind of waiting for a runaway hit. I mean, that, that Wonder well, Woman movie yeah. came close. It was it was called Shazam was fun. I like that. Uh, I like yeah. Aqu- Shazam a lot. Aquaman, Aquaman, Aquaman through the lens fun. lens of like a dumb eighties action film is actually pretty great. You're yeah. absolutely right about that one. DC has been going living off the goodwill of Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah. Uh you know, even bringing him back the the, the, Chris, the Chris Nolan Batman movies for yeah. save for the last one. Mm-hmm. Like those were building up some good goodwill. Their TV franchises, their animated franchises have been outstanding yeah so there's a place where dc thrives but like this the keeping up the era of trying to keep up with marvel cinematic universe Mm -hmm. and making their movies like they just they haven't been able to to really fire on all cylinders there and and i think you're right like there there is a there is a point where you're like okay you know, you've, you're letting me down. Shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah. Eventually, if I keep shame watching these and I'm disappointed, it's shame on me. Um, but they've already talked about I, I think Zack Snyder talked about how he recognizes that his cut is not canon. It's not canonical. Like the theatrical cut is the canon version yeah. of of Justice League, even though few of the actors have chimed in and been like, no, man, this is your version. So that's that's it. And it's like, well, that's cute that you're supporting him and stuff, but you don't really get to make that call. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he recognizes this isn't canon. But Luke's right, you know, that they've set up a, a, a multiverse that they can play around with if they're just smart about it. And well, it's a it's a shame. No, well, it's history a shame has shown got, Joe that they're not. But you've got Zack Snyder's Suicide Squad that's about to come out, and I feel like wait, it's going to be a, Zack too Snyder? little too late. No, not Zack Snyder. Uh, James Gunn. James Gunn Suicide Squad. Uh, so you got that coming out. And I think it, it's going to be too little too late where people are going to watch this movie. It's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. People are yeah. going to love it. And it's like, well, <laughs> check in with them for Guardians 3 because yeah. that's where well, he's I, living now. And I loved I, I loved uh, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Like I, thought I did it was, too. I really I enjoyed that. Get, I couldn't get into that one. I, it's pretty I strong. I really enjoyed that film. And so it just the... Honestly, the... Um, I'm blanking on her actual name, but 
the from Scott Mary, Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth. Playing, playing a socially awkward uh, black canary was just my 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 favorite. She thing. was Huntress. Oh, Huntress. My That's bad. Right. I yeah. Black because Canary black was canary Judy was actually a black canary. Yeah. yeah. I, that's no, and I'm not trying to be racist about it, but I just feel like that's so on the nose and indicative of DC's work. Like, yeah. see, the thing is, she sings like a canary, and she's black. <laughs> well, uh, Joe, while you chew your food, I'm going to say something. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, that's okay. I'm going <laughs> to go back to something you mentioned earlier, uh, you because you were comparing, you know, the Infinity Saga, Marvel's Infinity Saga, to something else they had done. I, I would almost posit watching this as uh, somebody who hadn't seen the previous cut or a lot of DC knowledge. This felt a lot like, uh, you know, in their version of Infinity Stones. You've got, mm-hmm. you know, these mother boxes, which is a ridiculous name, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, mother! They're basically uh, Infinity Stones. Uh, Aquaman kind of feels like Thor. Batman is basically Tony Stark without the humor mm-hmm. and the personality. Uh, Superman is Captain oh, he America. He has plenty of humor in the theatrical cut. Uh, do, yeah, man, too much, it sounds like. Constantly, he's constantly popping yeah, off it's, jokes. It's, I don't know if I would have uh, preferred that, um, but that's up for you. And then, if, and you then wouldn't have. No, the, no. The dark Side, which, by the way, I always thought was pronounced Dark Seed, the first time I've ever heard it pronounced, is basically uh, their Thanos. Or Steppenwolf, yeah. depends on which yeah. version you watch. Yeah, but yeah. It felt no, very no, derivative. He, yeah. he, he and, definitely is. He is the DC Thanos. Yeah, and this whole thing felt like it was meant to be two movies like the whole infinity war and yeah. game split even well so it's there's there's back and forth on that as well they brought in uh chris terrio after batman versus superman while it did okay it didn't do as well as they wanted the reviews weren't great um it's and honestly good. the director the the director's cut the three-hour director's cut of that is better it's crazy is there a director's I, cut of that one as well yes, yes. There is. it's oh, called the ultimate fuck. edition ultimate it is on edition. it's on hbo max as well yeah. um black and white four by three no, oh it's actually God. no, no. <laughs> luckily, luckily, um, but it's so it's I, they the the reception was not great, so they brought in uh, Chris Terrio, who uh, was the guy who kind of came in to fix um, to fix the the first Abrams uh, Abrams uh, Star Wars, and so they kind of took the two I, two first movies and kind of smushed them together, and then Snyder talks about how he has two more movies that he's seen plans for and. Alternate, you know, it's, it's it's it all gets very muddy when it comes to corporate decision making, mm-hmm. and then what what movie we got, and the fact that they insisted that we didn't make the movie two hours or less, you know, yeah. so mm-hmm. that that kind of kneecapped him in some ways, as far as that goes. So it sounds like you so, all prefer this cut versus the Joss yes. Whedon version, yes, oh, yeah. which yes. is surprising no, because I remember when that was announced. Everyone was like, oh, great, let's get Snyder out of here. He's, he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, let's get Whedon in here. He's a proven, you know, he's, he's great in sci-fi. He's great at uh, characterization. Yeah. Uh, he's he's going to knock it out of the park. The, the, the Whedon stock has dropped, and yes, the Snyder has. stock has risen in, in the time since this. This couldn't have come out for a better time for, for both those guys in a way. And the fact <laughs> that we've had, that we had like Aquaman and we've had, another wonder woman movie that uh, 84 i was not a huge fan of i know joe i didn't mind it yeah didn't yeah. mind there was just there was some glowing uh, review it, yeah it was it was, a, I mean, it was it wasn't it wasn't nearly as good as the first one but it I wasn't enjoyed as good it. as it the first one at all movie. yeah but i i liked it i liked yeah. it there are people that had like really violent negative reactions to that movie and in some respects i understand mm-hmm. like people got really hung up on like he's possessing another man's body and then she had sex with him against his will and it's like Bro, if he knew he was having sex with Wonder Woman, yeah, <laughs> I think he'd be okay with it. I'm sorry, I don't mean to make it's, light of it, but I'm just... it's got 
it's got such a mushy middle in my, is my problem like it just it lost me like i thought the end mm. while the while the gray cgi fight was you know not super excellent <laughs> i thought the actual actual like wonder woman fighting the mandalorian stuff was was actually pretty interesting and kind of moving in some yeah. ways yeah so there's there's it, that yeah. moment where she learns to fly that i'm just like it it's to me is really like it's it's a tearjerker moment for me for yeah. some reason like it gets me really emotional uh but i i i I tip my hat to what they wanted to do with that movie, mm-hmm. and I guess I, I enjoy the potential that's there, but I can still recognize, like, the movie's not good, mm-hmm. yeah. but I enjoyed it. Uh, and that's kind of what I got to say about this one, is that yes. this the Snyder Cut, it's still not a good movie. In, in my, like, I can't call it a good movie, but it is better. It's way yeah. better than the theatrical version. There's still so many problems, and, like, just because you've peppered in some things that work better this time, it still doesn't make it good. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad though, that they got away from like the unnecessary erased mustache on Henry. Yeah. Campbell's face. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of wish I'd uh, been able to see that. That's the only thing I feel like I'm missing. Just watch the, watch yeah, the watch. theatrical cut with the first or five just, minutes. Yeah. It's, it's the most, it's the worst. It is yeah, legit. I'm, I'm good. And it's, unnecessary. Yeah. It's so unnecessary. It's, 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 it's rough. Now um, I, I will say though, and I understand that a lot of the reshoots had to do with inserting Henry, Henry Cavill into the Joss Whedon version. Uh, because, and in fact, that version even begins with like a flashback of Superman, right? And that's what we're seeing. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. someone's cell phone video yeah, exactly. of Superman. Uh, and, and I got to say, as somebody who is a fan of that Man of Steel film, I still mm-hmm. it's probably actually my favorite like of the, the DC films uh, of, of late. Uh, mm-hmm. He is sorely missed throughout the first two-thirds of this film. Uh, I mean, he does, doesn't really have a lot to do there at the end, but uh, uh-huh. I love his theme, that Hans Zimmer theme they were able to work yeah. in. And there's just yeah. some uh, emotional, what am I trying to say, currency that was built yes. up for me with that film, with that music and that character. Yeah. That when he finally came out, I'm like, oh, okay, here's something I can get behind. Mm-hmm. And the theatrical the- cut plays very similar where he shows up. Basically, he gets he's back at the end of the second act. And then finally, like they mobilize him in the third act. Mm. And I kind of feel like it's a Justice League movie. He's all over your posters and press material. You know he's coming back. I I feel like the story to this movie is served a little bit better by bringing him back sooner and letting the Justice League kind of breathe as a complete team for a little bit before going into the fight. It's it's. It's the same thing with it being rushed as not giving you another Man of Steel because we got instead of a, a second time with Superman, we got Batman versus Superman yeah. mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns style stuff because yep. it yeah. seems like it seems like Snyder is just much more interested in Batman. It's just, yeah. it's well, just yeah. even his it, Superman feels like Batman. Yeah, <laughs> That's um, true. yeah. But but you 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 don't in the Whedon version you don't get black suit which i thought was a nice choice uh, it was a great choice and then the krypton stuff with him walking through the costumes or the, mm-hmm. the suits is excellent like yep. that the the original man of steel that krypton and the same thing with this the fact that he does the amazons and he does the flashback to the mm-hmm. dark dark side fight and you know that's what that's what is like stuff that sings for snyder like that's it the sings, stuff that he is yeah. so so good at and, except and, when he recycles cg footage 
and then re remasks it for another character. Yeah. He, like oh? you see that with Darkseid. Yeah, the flashback where Darkseid comes to Earth and he like puts his hand in the dirt and like, you know, then hits the ground with his axe or hammer or whatever. And we see like the all that stuff. And then that's when the Amazons and the, the, the you know, Atlanteans. whoever they, they, they yeah, the Atlanteans, they fight him off. Then like three and a half hours later, <laughs> you have this moment with Steppenwolf and it's the exact same exact animation. Same and I'm oh it, really I don't know why I couldn't tell you why but that put me off for a couple minutes in the movie what okay so what is what was something that stood out to you something that you really enjoyed from this guy because we've kind of dogged on it a little bit so but what what where are the other places where it shined for you anybody yeah I'm looking at my notes here uh <laughs> I, I did enjoy Ezra yeah. Miller I was I was already kind of primed to enjoy him I had heard he was one of the highlights um certainly one of the funnier characters but I want to go back to something that Jay started to say, uh, talking about his intro scene in this version where he's yeah. applying for the job. I I was like, oh, man, is it going to be like this the entire time? Like, that felt a little yeah, was... manic and uh, yeah. just this side of annoying. And creepy. Yeah. Like, like, like they have this this whole scene where, where she's she's flying through the air in, in slow motion. Yeah. Presumably about and to die. there's this. Yeah, and there, and there's this hot dog in frame, <laughs> phallic, pointing at her face, and it's like, could that be any more of a penis? Exactly. Like, just yes. sitting there, and and he just reaches up there gingerly and pulls it away. It's like, got to get the it for the dog. It's for the dog. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did think it was maybe not the right time. Not not reading the room. Like, um, yeah, let, let's focus on saving the hot girl first before you fall in love with her and gently caress her cheek. Yeah, yeah. that whole thing could have been in you know ten fifteen seconds even in slow motion and it would have been fine, but they went on for like five minutes. That's, yeah. that's, that's the, that's the, the, the thesis statement of this movie is what it is. is could, mm-hmm. it, could, could it be longer? Could those Icelandic <laughs> women sing to, sing to Aquaman for longer? Oh, <laughs> all right. God. What was that all <laughs> let's, about? Oh, let's and, just, and just for that matter. And, and this is, you know, something that Zack Snyder has a problem with. He's so in love with his own imagery and his own footage. Not only can he not self edit, but everything is shot in slow motion. So were this film to happen in real time, you could easily get it to two and a half hours because all of these yeah. slow-mo shots, just play them in real time. Not everything mm-hmm. needs to be – it's like what um, you know Syndrome says in The Incredibles. When, when everyone is special, then no one is. So when yeah, everything right. is slow-mo, yeah. nothing gets called out or drawn attention to. And also, and the thing one more is thing. We were, we, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, it also makes it more hard to tell – with a character like the flash like slow motion is a visual cue we know he's running fast when everything mm-hmm. else is around him in slow mo but when you're doing that throughout the entire film uh yeah the the, the language of the film gets lost mm-hmm. yeah sorry Joe. no no it's it's okay I, I was about to say the same thing like we've been oh, on yeah. a collision course with this though since man since his dawn of the dead remake and then yeah. definitely with 300, where like everything was slow mo. I think one of my favorite films of his, uh, Watchmen. Um, Me too. He he uses slow mo a lot in that movie, but it almost seemed like every time he used it, it was to to this great effect where mm-hmm. it seemed like he was using the slow mo to then capture the really quick image that's the panel on the page. Absolutely, he does that here too. And then and then moving on, it's just that there's no comic source material for this that will that impresses me as much where i'm like oh yeah this is like that panel from that one from the one comic yeah. whereas like watchman being as familiar with the book as i am like yeah like I, I i love everything he did about that movie um but but yeah with with this one it's like i i think that he's a great visual storyteller i think that this movie's gorgeous to look at uh it's look it's no fury road but it's gorgeous <laughs> to look at 
but yeah, I think that slowing down for every single thing, and also I'm not a big fan of slowing everything to then give the effect of speed. Like every time Ezra Miller starts running as the Flash, right. he's running in slow mo, and everything slow mo around him too. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't make sense. It, doesn't track. It it works better in like with Quicksilver in the X Men movies, where, where everything's slow mo and he's kind of real time, like yeah. running around or even going yeah. faster. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, that said, though, he uh, was one of my favorite characters. Uh, talking about the Flash, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that kid's talented. And uh, he, he brought some much-needed levity levity uh, to those scenes. Yeah. I think they, they were trying really hard to recreate the Tom Holland-Robert Downey Jr. relationship mm-hmm. between him and Ben Affleck. Yeah. And the thing is, like, Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland got to kind of slow roll that through Civil War, mm-hmm. you know, up through problem. his Spider-Man movies and then, you know, the Infinity movies. And it's like you tried to cram all that within, like, 20 minutes of this four hour movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's some things about it that work where like, you know, Ben Affleck starting to give his spiel where he's like, I'm putting together a team and I, I'm in like yeah. just immediately yeah. I'm in. Yeah. You don't even have to say anything, yeah. uh, but it's too much of just that one moment kind yeah. of replayed every, every few minutes. One, I, I think I do think the one thing that I actually missed from the Whedon cut was the, the save one person speech that he gives that he gives them when they're first taking on Steppenwolf and like the under the kind of the, the base, not the basement, but like the, the undersea tunnels basically. Uh-huh. Like, Cause it's a genuinely like good moment of like flash being scared and like Batman being like, just you're fast, just save one person. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, and it, you know, because of the fact that Snyder is so, you know, committed to his own vision of this thing, and the fact that he had, he didn't use any of the stuff that Whedon shot. Like he just yeah. really not refute. Yeah, because Russian was, family's gone. There was a yeah. Russian family in Chernobyl. They used, they used literally nothing. Like Snyder, all this is what Snyder did himself. Really interesting. Because like, I mm-hmm. I thought that was curious. I didn't know he had like a almost completed film in the can in order to do that. They, they you know, it's 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 hard because you know, get different versions for different people. But some say like ninety percent hmm. just missing visual effects. But then you know, we add some st- more stuff in. It's I don't know. It's 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 it gets very muddy very quickly. Well then, hey, I, did they cha- did they change the visual effects of Cyborg in this version? It feels like they I made it better. They yeah, and they definitely he looked made, better. They definitely yeah. made they definitely made Steppenwolf more spiky, and I didn't mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. enjoy the like the kind of the kind of the multicolor glint off of him that i thought was interesting but yeah the cyborg stuff was and it's also just because there was so much more cyborg stuff that allowed it to actually be an effect that you liked wait well, hold on yeah. so so steppenwolf actually has a a, a color what is multiple colors yes. well i mean you see kind of that rain kind of that rainbow well, effect on the spikes oh well, oh yeah <laughs> yeah you motherfuckers are talking about superman in his black outfit and i'm like i don't know what y'all are talking about it all looked black white to me he was in a black outfit at some point <laughs> next time watch the color version of the yeah, movie man. next time that's a good one joe <laughs> that's funny yeah. i uh, can just see you like settling uh, down four more hours of, <laughs> of this man i didn't even fucking make it through the epilogue i was like three and a half hours into this i was like no no this 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 movie had ended yeah and, and it ended yeah. five times before that it, it was like lord it's, of the rings but but it's yeah. his return of the king it is literally yeah and so in many ways the fact that there's a director's cut, the fact that there's so many endings, the fact that there's just that I, that nightmare scenario epilogue is so bloated and so. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I've used this word a bunch this podcast, but unnecessary. Uh, I had heard it, that, it, so I, I skipped it for that reason. But but I need somebody to explain to me because there is one remnant of it that shows up in the meat of the film, 
where um, Ma Kent uh, shows uh-huh. up with Lois Lane and they have a nice little heart to heart. And then Ma yeah. Kent steps outside of her apartment and transforms into this fucking it's a Martian Manhunter. What, what is that? Who is like, that? The world, the world needs you, Lois. <laughs> it's like, why? What? Yeah. At no point well, am I convinced, even in this version, that Lois Lane is an important character do at all. But well, okay, I'll I'll spoil some of the plans, I guess, because who knows if this is ever even going to happen. Please. But like, the main thing about that nightmare future is that like Darkseid kills Lois and Superman goes insane. And murders everyone, basically. Uh-huh. But That's, then, like, works for Darkseid, right? Yeah, some, yeah, in some, in some sort of strange turn of fate, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, but that's, that's kind of, so that's why, like, in the Batman versus Superman, Flash comes back. He's like, oh, I came back too early, and he's in that same suit for that Flash, that, that Flash forward. Uh huh. And then, you know, was oh, he, I forgot all about that. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot all about. Yeah, that. I was so waiting for that to kind of pay off. Uh, from when I saw that movie six years ago or whatever it was. Oh my god! Yeah, and so it still hasn't really. Yeah, you have to watch the you have to watch both Man of Steel and then the Ultimate Edition, and then so you just take a take a full twelve <laughs> hours and, and and watch it all again. That's all you gotta do. So, We're gonna just Twitch stream Joel watching all of these. It's <laughs> actually a good idea. Uh, speaking of Man of Man of Steel, though. Um, so I, I was a little perturbed. I, I do like the idea of them bringing him back, thinking everything's going to be okay and he's going to be a savior. And then it's like, oh, nope, we've got Nega Superman uh, who's going to try to murder us all. What did you call him? Ne- <laughs> <laughs> well, he said he's in a black suit, right? So, no. Uh, but he... he, he cut uh, that out. Yeah, well, uh, cut that But then it's resolved because why? Because Lois shows up and reminds him of the power of love. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. that's, that's yeah. kind Pretty of fucking it. cheap. After he almost killed Batman, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do love how like Batman is like all on first name basis with this guy, as if they'd been buddies. And it's like, bro, you guys teamed up for a good four minutes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like you were fighting each other until like this doomsday guy showed up, and then you were friends for four minutes, and then Superman died. And <laughs> yes, and now you're not... you've changed your life, and you're now on a quest to honor him. You like saved his mom's home, like you bought the bank, which is weird. Yeah. Like, why couldn't you just buy the house? How did... yeah. And I love that Clark's like, "How did you do it? I bought the bank. Mm-hmm. Like, just buy the fucking house." <laughs> man. Uh, what a, what kind of a, what kind of a flex is that on Superman? <laughs> but Joe, you were asking uh, what I did enjoy about this film, uh, and I got to admit, the scenes when, like you said, when the Justice League is together, where they've got some rapport. Um, there's the scene where they're about to break into, uh, uh, you know, they, they've got Superman's body, right, and they're about to break mm-hmm. into the compound to, to bring him back. They have some nice little moments there, uh, and, and like you said, they are calling each other by their first name. It's not like, mm-hmm. hey, Wonder Woman. Like it's like Diana, you know, Arthur. Yeah. Um, however, I, I wish I would have taken that a one step further and and put them in some normal clothes. Like I, I love what Marvel does. Marvel's really good about like grounding this stuff in just enough uh-huh. of a reality yeah. to make you buy into it. Um, mm-hmm. And and ultimately, that that's the symptom of a larger problem with these Zack Snyder films. I never felt like. Um, these were real characters. Everything kind of feels, yeah. you know, they're all wearing spandex. It's cartoony. He sees, he sees them as icons. He sees them yes. as gods. He sees, he, he, you shouldn't see them trying to get a bank loan. Well, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> so. Falcon and the Winter that's, Soldier that's reference. The, that's the difference between Marvel and DC in some ways. That so, is true, so, but, but what you miss is the characterization and me caring yeah. about these characters. 
in all fairness though historically the comics have actually been different like that too where marvel's characters even in the comics have always been steeped a little bit more in reality where the comic versions of the dc characters have always been kind of in a more cartoony universe so to speak um so i guess i give it a pass when it comes to that but i see where you're coming from on it uh and i don't you're not wrong walter um (laughs) just an asshole so Aquaman, uh, I, 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 I like him in this movie, and I also li- I liked him in his solo film. I'm glad. I'm really glad they got rid of the fact that you have to like blow away all the water to talk to people because that yeah. would have been like the fact that they have to like create bubbles around each other to talk to, talk to <laughs> each other. That that James Wan movie would not work. No, it wouldn't. Well, wait, so, isn't that exactly what happened? Every conversation. No, there. Well, then in, in this movie, yes, but then yeah. like the actual Aquaman film they just let them talk underwater like yeah they, they yeah because they, they talk like like dolphins or, or whales <laughs> really? in, the, in the water and I do this hear, one is like yeah merit does do some like echolocation at one point right yeah yeah, yeah. and some bloodbending so you know oh jesus yes <laughs> yeah so and then that accent also gets dropped which is probably good that, that's another the... thing uh, i don't know how i feel about this film being r-rated it's for children in a lot of ways, but no child should watch this, according to the MPAA. Uh, and I gotta agree, pretty violent. And uh... it's it's super violent, and especially man, especially coming back to that bloated epilogue where Batman's like, didn't he tell like the Joker to like go fuck himself or something mm-hmm. at some point? That's, that's, that's I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm gonna yeah. fucking kill you. It's like that's unnecessary. Yeah. Didn't really need to say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cyborg also drops one. Uh, yeah, you know, and says, uh, fuck the world or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then again, this is coming from the same guy that watched X Men First Class and just loves the scene where Wolverine tells Charles Xavier to go fuck himself. <laughs> so, I'm a hypocrite. I don't have a problem yeah. with the cursing. I just think tonally it's weird. It's like you've got these characters running around in spandex and very <laughs> melodramatic uh, music sometimes. Oh, Jesus. If I have to fucking hear that woman wail every time Wonder Woman is going to do something cool. Every oh, time Wonder Woman's on the screen. Oh, Jesus. Every time Wonder Woman shows up. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> it became self-parody at a certain point. <laughs> mm. I, I think part of it, too, is just the contrast between... because These characters have always been, and especially like Batman, has always been not killing anybody that's his thing yeah he, he's not but that's, killing that's you know well that's the frank miller that's the Zack snyder version of this character he uses guns a lot he kills mm-hmm. a lot of you know, yeah. so, you know it's mostly interdimensional demons and whatnot but he kills a lot of a lot of a lot of things uh, on screen in this in yeah. this the, the you know the dawn of justice or whatever so mm-hmm. uh you know like i said it's an interpretation it's a more, definitely an adult interpretation of these characters you know i i you know, make it get a kid to even sit down and watch a four-hour film. Yeah, put it. You know, just if you really want, to just put on the black and white version, and you can you can, <laughs> def- you can definitely get them to not have to be involved. <laughs> so, I, I I don't I don't think that please think of the children is is something that we need to concern ourselves with. And yeah. at this point, no, no. As far as superhero films, a, yeah, it's just a it's it's just a dichotomy. I think. But no, but, but you know what? I I think it brings up a good question though. When do we make these movies like for kids again? Like, when do we make superhero movies for like? Because I think that the argument could be made that comic books, especially when we were growing up, and comic book movies when we were growing up were a little bit they were they were aimed more for us for kids. That's like you know we became fans because of the influence that they had on us as children. When do we get to that point where 
where we make like like Batman the Brave and the Bold, but in there's, movie form. There's yeah. also this this generation is different because they have from the '60s up to now, where they could watch any version of these characters at any time using this HBO Max login that I've shared around. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you literally you can watch like there's cartoons, and the the one thing I'll honestly say that uh, where I'm somebody please think of children is the fact that the the DC like cartoons are adult and have yes. swearing yeah. and have stuff. That's where I'm like, I don't know if that needs. I think you could let's let's leave those stories for live action. Hmm. And, Dude, the you know. the animated killing joke where Batgirl yeah. and Batman end up boning on the roof of a building what? is like that's unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't think we needed to do that. Interesting. And yeah. you know, so and there's there's adult animation and well, but I think that's where you really are skirting the line of the fact that you know probably should be something more uh, more for kids as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly, I'll credit Marvel. I think they've done a good job of keeping that that not super hard PG 13 line to where kids can be involved yeah. and really mm-hmm. enjoy, Un- enjoy these characters until Deadpool gets introduced. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, but, see- but no, you're right. And I think one of the things that's helping Marvel is that Disney, like Disney has a, a legacy of protecting the brand. Yeah. And, and I think that they're in good hands right now because of Disney uh, I, I'm not sure Warner Brothers has had that kind of a strong history. Yeah, but... it, it seems like Warner Brothers wants it to be more, more of like this grim, dark yeah. atmosphere. Yeah, in well, the in the comics, whereas... we're, we're stuck in the '80s where people were like, "Oh, mm-hmm. people love grim and dark Batman. We need yeah. to just keep that going." And they've yeah. been keeping it going for 35 years. And I'm I'm excited for Matt Reeves' take on it. I, think I am too, dude. Yeah, it does too. look good. It does like... look good. <laughs> Like he's 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 a guy who did so well with his Planet of the Apes films, and oh, I, I God, think Patton, yes. Pattinson is the highlight of Tenant. So I'm 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 definitely dude. He's yeah. he's grown that. as he's he's grown so much as an actor. I haven't seen his Softy Brothers work, but I've heard nothing but like him him toiling away in these indies and just really up in his acting chops makes me hopeful. So Lighthouse, he's fantastic in Lighthouse. I hear but that no, too. you are not. Like, it took me twenty show. tries to get through Tenant. <laughs> and I still have no idea what the fuck I watched. Yeah, you got to watch like five YouTube videos to wrap your head around no that. No clue, man. I just, but I do know Robert Pattinson fucking nails it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, does anybody else have anything about this movie? Uh, I do, but yeah. I'm going to save it for I think what it did wrong. If we're still doing okay. that segment, yeah. Oh yeah, we're absolutely going right. to do that segment. Uh, all right. So, what did Zack Snyder's Justice League do right? Let's start with you, Jay. What did it do right? Yeah, what did it do right? <laughs> it's not a good sign. <laughs> I would say, particularly with with Cyborg, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it really gave yeah. his character much more room to expand, much more room to to flesh out his his kind of his backstory. Um, whereas the the theatrical release it, it really just seemed like he was kind of an afterthought like oh we just we need to include him he's going to be the token black guy mm-hmm. you know and whereas this one he was more of a a core character he was central he's to the story related to what you know the catalyst of the story is which yeah. is yeah yeah okay who's next i'll go uh because as with all Zack Snyder films visually they look fantastic, right? You know, even mm-hmm. in four by three black and white, which uh, it, it's ridiculous though that this is in four by three. There's no reason for that. 
Uh, I understand you shot it that way. I understand you intended it to be an IMAX, but we're all watching it at home on fucking HBO Max on our widescreen TVs. So please yeah. just make it widescreen. Our eyes are shaped a certain way for that reason. So uh, it, it's ridiculous. The black and white, I'll kind of give a pass because even in black and white, uh, the stuff looks beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. Forgive the slow mo, but it's it's framed. There's some some great imagery in here. Um, and the effects are on all cylinders. I, I'll tell you, one of the effects I liked the most that I think was not in the Justice League Joss Whedon version, simply because I don't think these characters were in that, but whenever um, Darth Vader is talking to the Emperor, basically, in these movies, <laughs> through the yes. hologram, that yeah. that slate of, uh, of metallic, it's almost like, yeah. a, like a 3D printed hologram or whatever, and there's like mm-hmm. little energy things dropping off of it, um, feels so tangible, and, and I, I I love that effect. That's something I haven't seen in another film. So yeah, the visual mm-hmm. visuals are great. I think what this movie did right is when when our superheroes, when the league is finally formed, when it's complete. You don't know about the league. <laughs> the league. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but the uh, when when they're finally together, and I'm including Superman in that. When they're finally going after Steppenwolf, like he really nails like the chemistry of everybody yeah. and like what's going on, like that final the battle action, with Steppenwolf, the, action, the yeah. action sequence is so great where Superman's going after Steppenwolf and then Aquaman's backing him yeah. up and then Wonder Woman's doing her thing, Batman, like that that's really, and, and unfortunately that happens at the very end of the yes, film. Yeah. Hour three and, and a half. And it's like, what? and even when they have their little sequence down in the tunnel under the river, like watching the heroes work together to fight, right. like that, bro, the fight when when they bring Superman back, and like everybody's holding Superman down, and Flash starts running. Yeah, and that that's he that looks. bit where he looks, and then Superman looks, and oh. you see Ezra Miller like, "Oh, oh shit. shit, he can." Move that's one of my too. favorite parts yeah. of the movie. That's In solid, fact, yeah. I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about that moment. It's pretty strong. It's a fantastic moment. So, like, w- getting the characters and as Superman, as Wonder Woman, as Batman, and making them interact with each other, I think he does a fantastic job with that. Yeah, I loved it. Do we You're all up, I, Luke. I, I do think, at least in this version, it, it and for the three movies that he did, it creates a consistent view of Superman. It may not be the Superman that anyone wants. I want a more blue Boy Scout version. I want Same. something, you know, maybe even if you want to go darker, go with the Grant Morrison all-star style Superman. Mm-hmm. There still should be more hope. But if you're going to go with that, the fact that the Whedon version so hard left turned him and put him back in the red and blue and put him back like did the terrible mouth cgi like to save to save cavill's performance and to let it be the consistent vision through three movies i think is a genuine like good thing to you know Mm -hmm. love it or hate it you know depending on how you like like your superman but oh for sure i think think that's a that's a good thing Oh, I do. I, I do think Henry Cavill Superman is a standout. Uh, and I, I stand with Joel. Like, I love Man of Steel. Yeah, uh, th- there's there's a lot about that movie that I do enjoy. And back in the day when it first came out, I was one of those people. It's like, I wish they'd kept the John Williams score. But like, <laughs> as as Luke's saying, like the, this consistent vision of who this Superman is, this is a different Superman. And to give him that Christopher Reeve, like hopeful fanfare would not have fit. doesn't fit. Yeah. It's yeah. not a fit. Um, but the, the theme he does have is it's gorgeous. I love it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what did Zack Snyder's Justice League do wrong? <laughs> We're all laughing. Who wants to go first? Um, I would say this is a small part and it's kind of obscure, but it bothered me every time he was on the screen. 
Um, and I called him the expositionator. <laughs> this was the, the scientist. Oh, fucking that, yeah. That would basically just explain everything that's going on, everything that's happening. And, and he did it in such in like this wooden way, mm-hmm. almost like he was reading his lines word for word without really kind of any He's acting, not acting put into it. Yeah. Luke, was that yeah. one of the personalities of Firestorm? Uh, the, so the, the Asian scientist at no, Star that Lab? is he's he's going to be the Adam. The Adam. He was going to be the Adam. Oh, okay. Ray, Ray. Okay. I'm like on an actual name. Ray, of Ray the... Choi or something like that. Roy Choi. I, yeah, I believe. Okay. So all that right. that that was then he was re-added in like he wasn't in the Whedon version at all either. Right. So yeah, he there there was there there in fact Jay there were a couple characters like that that were just built just for exposition. Well, I mean yeah. Wonder Woman Wonder Woman had to do so much too. Oh, yes. I, I read these I read these hieroglyphics and now I need to explain to Batman everything. So that much just, heavy she narrates yeah. that whole uh, backstory with Darkseid yeah. coming uh, mm-hmm. initially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good call, Jay. All right, Joel. Uh, all right. Well. What I want to talk about is is the the film's lack of theme. And again, I know we brought up Marvel's name a lot, but uh, Marvel is really good about separating the story, separating the plot from what the theme of each film is. And, and not mm-hmm. all of them have them, but some of the, the best Marvel films, I think, do have a theme. Uh, I mean, you know, we saw most recently with uh, uh, WandaVision. The theme is grief, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, the stages of grief. Winter Soldier, um, it's all about you know who's the good guys, who's the bad guys, overstepping like you know how much is protection versus freedom. Uh, Black Panther, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. and so I think that's really kind of where they shine, where they're able to kind of take w- what the characters are about and then these stories and find that theme. And I don't think any of these DC movies have been able to do that, and that's what makes them so um, drawn out because it's like things are happening, you can't really glom onto the characters too much. There's not a lot to, to grasp onto there. I need something more than just action scenes and this predestined story. I need to know what what is it all for? What is the point, mm. Walter? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. And to to piggyback on what you said, because mine is along those lines as mm. well, is that not only like your theme, but your your conflicts. All the conflicts yeah. in your movie, like oh. you, mm-hmm. you need to have like one of the things that I enjoy about what the Marvel movies do is that they do have great action set pieces, conflict that serve the greater arc of yes. what's going on in the movie. Whereas yeah. this film seemed to have so many conflicts that didn't really relate or have much to do with what's going on in the overall scheme of things to the, to the point where it did obviously feel like, well, we're doing this to give you backstory on this character or we're doing, we're doing this. So that way, because we need an action beat because it's been 20 minutes and we haven't had an action beat. So we need it. Like uh, it's not organic at Mm -hmm. all. And, and and that comes across really clear as the, the story of the movie is going on. Like there just, there isn't a natural progression. Everything seems like very stilted and like, like a car that like just won't get into gear. Yeah. Uh, that's that's to, how this movie feels. To that point, uh, an antagonist, there isn't a two, three dimensional antagonist, at least with Thanos, we were, we kind of started to see his side. And you weren't well, quite sympathizing with him, but you understood him. Because all these villains are just for world domination, right? Yeah. We spent we spent twenty movies like dealing with the <laughs> lap dogs, and then finally getting the big bad yeah. that we'd only heard rumors of. But mm. they slowly. The thing is, though, even throughout those movies over ten years, they were planting the seeds and developing the character of Thanos and changing his look. But like <laughs> developing that character 
over all of those movies. So when we finally got to Guardians, like we had him in Avengers, but when we finally got to Guardians and got a meaty Thanos role in that movie, like he, his character had kind of been established. We were familiar with who he is. We didn't know everything about what he was about, but we had a good idea. Hmm. You can't, like in this movie, the big bad was a lapdog yeah. to someone who was a bigger bad. Yeah. And it's like, well, man, at this point, you really should have had Darkseid in there doing everything Steppenwolf was doing. It should have been Darkseid instead. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right, Luke. Luke. Uh, I, boy, I, I did find myself enjoying this movie like more than I, like I said, I was on, on like Saturday. I'm like, well, it's in chapters. I can pause it. And so I like laid on the couch to start watching it. And I'm like, I'll pause it when I fall asleep. And I watched the whole thing. <laughs> wow. In a, in a four hour run. And, thoroughly enjoyed myself like yeah. it's it's a lot because i saw the whedon version and i'm comparing the comparing that to it it's it's somewhat because this is kind of a fabled thing that we never thought we'd see in a lot of ways so it's kind of the but uh, you know there, there there are flaws in the film certainly but nothing that stood out enough to make me not want to watch it wow oh, well all right not even amy adams Oh come on, she's fine. She, she's not no, given much to do. But yeah, what makes yeah. me what makes me laugh is that they shoehorned in that Martian Manhunter scene where like he's Ma Kent going and talking to Lois and then leaves and he's like, they, "The world needs you too, Lois." But then like, there's no consideration of like the next time Lois sees Ma Kent, there's yeah. like there's no day like yeah like you told me the other day. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. So, so we you believe... came over the other day. I didn't come over the other day. What are you, yeah. your wife is crazy, Clark? Yeah. Yeah. So um, were we to believe that that was the real Ma Kent? Because that whole scene no. kind of fell flat for me. Because I'm like, well, clearly this isn't even her. Like, so I don't care that she's oh, being that, reunited that with her son. Okay, that, that is, was. and I guess that's her at the beginning driving away from Kent Farm from the farm. Yeah. But none of the scenes with her and Lois were. I guess not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming. Well, it's confusing. Yeah, it's, this is for the filmmakers not, to answer. That's not clear. That's that's certainly not very clear. Yeah. Well, then All it's right, hard so for if, me to go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say. Uh, moving on, if we were going to remake, oh <laughs> if, shit. If okay, so if there was going to be a Joel Bernson or a Jay Gunn or a Luke Hawkins Justice League, how would that go? How would you? Who would you cast? Okay, so uh, uh, I know there's a lot of characters in this film. Uh, I really started off with just. Doing the Justice League, the core, um, uh, yeah, but then I stuck with the core. I've got a bit of a theme here, and I had some extra characters that I had to recast, so uh, I uh-huh. threw them into. I did three extra. Other roles. I did Alfred, Martian Manhunter, and Steppenwolf. Oh, on top interesting. Of the... I just did Al- Alfred. Hmm, all right, uh, I did none of those, uh, but I do have some extras, <laughs> so I can either go first, or I can go last, or we can go uh, roundtable, whatever you want to. Go on, go on. No, no, no. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and go on, and then once we get to a character that right. somebody else has done, we'll just chime in. Well, I'll get mine out of the way. Uh, so it was really tempting and super easy to just do Marvel, right? But all the Marvel, uh, you know, I talked about Aquaman's like Thor. You could do that kind of one for one. That was a little too easy. Uh, but I did uh, take another league, a league of evil exes, Joe. <laughs> that's right. Exes? You oh, talked no. about it earlier from Scott Pilgrim, the evil, evil, ex, evil exes, because uh, I did think Chris Evans would make a great Superman. Uh, but in my version, I'm actually going to have him as Batman. Because of that, that nice. voice he does, the Lucas Lee voice. Uh, so all of mine are the, <laughs> the League of Evil X's for Scott Pilgrim. Of course, got uh, Chris Evans as Batman. 
uh, whatever. Brandon Routh has already been Superman. I'm just going to keep him as Superman. So he's going to come back and reprise his role that's, as that's Superman. Mine, that's mine as well. Is it really that's Brandon Routh? Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait for which which one? Uh, for Superman. Uh, for Superman. Brandon Routh as Superman. I'm just wow. going to keep it. Why not? He was I, great. I would love to see Brandon Routh as Superman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but I, well, boy, do I have a move for you. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, two two people who are uh, supremely canceled now. <laughs> wait, Brendan Routh? No, Brian Singer and uh, oh, oh got gotcha. you. Uh, whoever yes. played Lex Lex Luthor, I'm blanking on his name. No, Kevin yeah. Spacey. That's right. Uh, yeah, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Whoa, you spaced yeah. on his name. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Erased yeah. from existence. Uh, my Wonder Woman. <laughs> I cheated a little bit with Wonder Woman because uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, you did. Because <laughs> you're married. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm married Elizabeth Wenstead. It's going to be my uh, Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. Uh, come on. That's great. That's perfect. Uh, Aquaman. How about Mark Webber? He plays uh, Stephen Stills in Scott Pilgrim. I know also not an evil ex, but uh, running out of characters here. Uh, the Flash. <laughs> I'm going to do Jason Schwartzman as The Flash. That's how great. about that? I think he fits right so in there. That's so good. Uh, nice. For Cyborg, unfortunately, uh, no African-Americans in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. So the closest thing we have is uh, Matthew Patel. So Satya Baba, is that actor's name, is going to play Cyborg. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I've got my also-rans, I've got uh, Lois Lane. How about Allison Pill is Lois Lane? That's perfect. That's pretty good. Uh, the Joker? How about Kiernan Culkin as the Joker? Oh, uh, that's good. And then finally, oh, yeah. uh, the titular Scott Pilgrim, Michael Sarah. he could be Lex Luthor in this version. What about that? Well, I mean, he is Jesse Eisenberg. He yeah. basically <laughs> is. So uh, there basically. you go. There's my that's, recast. That's pretty good. All right, well, I'll, I'll go through mine then. Directed by Edgar Wright, I should say. Oh, yeah. oh, you did a director. I didn't even well, do a director. Uh, I, yeah, a director. I was just like, fuck it. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Chris Nolan. This is going to be Chris Nolan's oh. Justice League. Oh. Um, no, no. Uh, okay, so my Steppenwolf would be played by Tom Hardy. Hmm. Uh, Martian Manhunter, Sterling K. Brown. Ooh. I was uh, going between him and, and another guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alfred would be played by Pierce Brosnan. Oh, yes. that's uh, strong. I, I'd like him in that. Um, all right, so my Cyborg... I had two options. Uh, I was my my also ran was going to be John Boyega, but instead mm. I went with Luke Cage's Mike Coulter. Oh, uh, that's maybe good. maybe nice. a little too old for the character, but I, I like him in that. Um, my uh, my Aquaman, played by uh, Alexander Skarsgård from True Blood and The Stand. Uh, that was close. Oh, that's good. Yeah, my uh, my Flash is basically the poor man's Ezra Miller, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> Or is it the other way around? Yeah. Um, okay. Where where am I here? All right. So my uh, my Batman would be played by Daredevil's Charlie Cox. Um, Wonder Woman played by Rosario Dawson. Hey, that's Ooh, mine too. That's oh, is good. it? Nice. Yeah. yeah, dude. I I think she would be fantastic in that role. She looks and, more uh, like an Amazon. The uh, the only person more beautiful than Rosario Dawson, Matt Bomer as Superman. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I like that. So. So I, I just I adjusted slightly because I realized kind of the theme I was going for and Ralph didn't really fit the theme. I do I liked him as Superman a lot, um, but what I'm doing is I'm basically giving it to Bruce Tim and letting him doing it do an animated version. Oh, nice! And so nice. I just picked like my favorite versions of these animated characters, and so now Superman will be Nick Cage from Teen Titans Go to the Movies because <laughs> that's an incredible performance as as Superman. Uh, Bruce Greenwood as Batman, playing kind of the grizzled old Batman from Ooh. he was in Young Young Justice, oh, playing great. that character, and he kind of fits that kind of Miller Dark Knight, yeah, you know, kind of style. 
uh, Wonder Woman, Rosario Dawson has voiced Wonder Woman in a bunch of their animated stuff. Oh. So that's kind of where I was I going. I thought with Carrie that. Russell did her too. She did some too. It's they've they've kind of gone back and forth mm. on it. There's yeah, there's been a lot of different Wonder Womans as far as like animated voices. So Wonder Woman. But I, I think Dawson is, is a good choice on that. Uh Aquaman John DiMaggio. Uh he mm. if you've never seen Batman the Brave and the Bold animated, he is the best Aquaman. Mm-hmm. He is just such a delight mm. in that. And so and then uh, pulled two from Lego Batman, Adam Devine as Flash, <laughs> and going back to Ray Fiennes as Lego ba- as Alfred. Ah, uh, yes. that's great. And then I honestly think the only cyborg is Kari Payton, who is the voice both in the Teen Titans and mm. Teen Titans Go. Nice. And oh. so just the yell and the booyahs and the very excited <laughs> performance. So it, the the tone on this one would be all over the place. Would absolutely be all over the place. But I, you know, I I, I trust Bruce Tim to bring it all together. Mm-hmm. Man, now I really want to see a Lord and Miller Justice League movie. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. All right, Jay. All right. Well, um, I kind of was all over the place on 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 actors going into this. Um, for Batman, I went with. I basically said I didn't hate Ben Affleck like I thought I would when it was <laughs> first announced that he was going to be it. Um, but for kind of this older, you know, kind of grizzled middle-aged Batman, mm. I went with John Hamm. Oh, that's I think, great. I think he has the chops that he could he could do both comedy and yeah. and the serious and the role. I've always wanted to see John Hamm in that role. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to see him that. Nice. Uh, for Superman, uh, for a bit less gloom and doom version, uh, Carl Urban. Ooh. Nice, yeah. Dread. Yes. He's even got the uh, divot for, in his chin, right? It's perfect. Mm-hmm. For uh, Wonder Woman, I, I actually had two, and then I, I split because I think one would be more appropriate for Queen Hippolyta. Hippolyta. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went with Lucy Lawless, <laughs> who I think would be better as the Queen. Zena. And Catherine Winnick as Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, for Aquaman, I... Also, I had two, either Travis Flimmel or Charlie Hunnam. Oh, uh, Charlie Hunnam's a good call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for The Flash, I went with the TV Flash, Grant Gustin. Um, uh, yeah, but just broke, don't fix he's, it. He's, yeah, he's doing, a, he's doing a great job on that show. Uh, also went with a crazy version of uh, Joe Keery. From, uh, oh, <laughs> I like Harrington. that. Steve Harrington. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Cyborg, I was going between. I initially was going to do John Boyega. Um, that was my first like reaction. I was like, "That's who I think it should Pretty be." Good. But after watching the this movie, I'm I'm sticking with Ray Fisher on that one, just because I think mm-hmm. that they did him they did him good on this movie. Yeah. And then my my extra was the Martian Manhunter. Uh, I went with Lance Riddick on that one. Nice, hmm. cool. Uh, if you have any thoughts about Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, thoughts about the movie, things we didn't touch on, because it is a four-hour and two-minute-long movie. <laughs> Jesus. So there's no way we could have touched on everything. But if there's something that you want to point out, um, well, I mean, you could message us on our Facebook page or message us on Twitter. Sure. But you could also message the guys on the 16-bit Gladiators. Yeah. Uh, Which is, uh, I like they, those guys. We, those yeah, are... they got the Facebook page going on there. <laughs> and they've also got their Twitter account, 16-bit Gladiators. Uh, is that what it is, at 16-bit Gladiators? You got mm-hmm. it. Yep. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and message them. And, you know, just give us your thoughts about uh, about Justice League. And, you know, what, what other movie needs a four-hour recut? For, from the director none none like, the answer is maybe none. <laughs> maybe we need a, a a notebook four hour cut of the notebook <laughs> yeah. 
No, let let us know. Uh, and then, yeah, absolutely. You know, we we enjoy you listening to the editing bay. Uh, we're glad that we were able to do this. Especially glad that Luke was able to join us. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay being able to join Appreciate us for this it. is mm-hmm. uh, is always fun talking talking to Jay about movies. And Joel is just always a pleasure kind of jumping back into the yeah the, jumping back into it with you talking about films especially just, ones you don't like i love making <laughs> you watch movies you hate it's just like riding a bike i'm 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 sorry again about that really. I, well it's funny i spoke too soon because a couple of weeks ago i had posted after you'd seen this and i was like oh thank god we don't do the editing bay anymore i don't have to watch this fucking movie and then here we are two weeks later sitting down talking about this uh, for our movie but i feel like i'm a better person watching it uh and yeah it was fun jumping back into the <laughs> editing bay. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I learned a little bit I grew as a person, and now I've had a, a life experience uh, having mm-hmm. watched Justice League. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad we we're, we're able to do it. Well, tell us what you're doing on 16-bit. Uh, me? Well, we, Joe, you're part of it, too. Don't don't distance yourself from that too much. But I mean, but that's, that's your ship <laughs> to, to steer. Oh, thanks. Well, if, if you've enjoyed us talking about movies on the editing bay all these years, uh, you'll enjoy us even more talking about video games over on the 16-bit uh, Gladiator channel, which is our sister podcast. Uh, you can find everything you need to know about that podcast on 16bitgladiators.com. Uh, go over there, subscribe, and listen to our latest episode. If you think this episode went long, listen to our episode last week where we talked about video game music and had some audio cues uh, playing up where uh, Joe and Jay and I talked about some of our uh, favorite video game tracks, soundtracks, uh, and some remixes uh, from video gaming history. So listen to that uh, and then tune in next week where uh, the topic will be failed video game consoles, uh, both home and uh, handheld. So listen to our our music episode now and uh, subscribe so that when uh, the failed console episode drops, you'll be the first to hear it. All that and more on oh, what is it? All that and more on sixteen bitgladiators dot com. Back to you, All Joe. Right. Hey, this was a real treat. Yeah. This was a joy. I had so much fun. Uh, I know this went long, but it, it feels like we just started it two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike the actual Zack Snyder Justice League, <laughs> yes, this by. seemed to flow a little bit better. But uh, mm-hmm. no, this was great. Uh, Luke, thank you so much yes. again for the HBO Max login. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and for joining us for this discussion uh jay thank you very much buddy thank you thank you joel man always a pleasure pleasure's all mine oh and thank you jeff uh, i haven't been able to thank jeff in forever. <clears throat> thank you jeff uh <laughs> all right man well we're gonna sign off this has been the editing bay for real this time <laughs> until until zack snyder's justice league <laughs> <No! laughs> uh, bye guys You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.